Welcome to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game-changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point, we've all delivered a less than stellar demo, been ghosted by a client or two, and sometimes maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business, your territory, or with your team, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Now, here she is, Miss Karen Kelly. How are you doing today, Karen? I'm great. Thank you, Marcus. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. First question, Karen, what does the word authentic slash authenticity mean to Karen Kelly? You know, it's it's a it's a highly used word today, I think, with everything we've gone through. But but I would say for me, it really means just showing up as your true self. And there's a, a saying I've always read is to find self be true. And I would just say it, it never holds more weight than it does today and, and really showing up unapologetically and, um, you know, whether you're scared or not, um, imperfections and all, and having that sense of self-belief that, you know, you're here to, to help and serve. And so that's what it means to me. And I really, really liked how you said, you know, it's being afraid, but going forward anyway. And I'm a big believer when you are afraid and you take action, that is courage or the true meaning of being courageous. How do you feel people that are listening can really implement taking the next steps, moving forward and not letting fear or not letting the the feeling of having to be perfect stop them and or hold them back from greatness? Yeah, I mean, that's a great, a great question. I would say also women probably struggle with that a little bit more than men. And, you know, to answer your question, it's just getting out of your head because it's hard. You definitely have to make a conscious choice that um, I am afraid, um, but I'm going to lean into it knowing and trusting and believing that there's something better on the other side. And so I would just say it is kind of counterintuitive and people say, well, great, Karen, this this is impossible to do, but just lean into that fear or even walk towards it. And what I would say, and this is what I say to my clients, is think about other times in life where you felt that fear, that apprehension, that doubt, but you did it anyway. And look where you're at now, whether it's you know, trying a new sport, a new language, anything that you have that sense of, well, if I did it then, why can't I do it now? So I would just say get out of your head because we will continue to play the radio station. It doesn't serve us. Turn down the volume or turn the channel and just do it and really put put action first to get that first foot forward. And then you start developing the belief and the confidence, but it's probably not going to be there first. What I hear, or what I heard, excuse me, get rid of the imposter syndrome and just press forward. And again, that sounds simplistic, but you and I both know it's not. And you said that's what you tell your clients about getting out of their own head, out of their own way. Share with our audience what it is that you do and who do you serve and who do you help with your work in corporate America? Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, I, I've been in sales my entire life and in corporate sales. And so in the last five years, I now uh, work as a sales coach, sales consultant, and sales trainer. And just to answer your question, it's both entrepreneurs, startups, and as well as corporate uh, clients in Canada and America. But when you think about the word selling, it, it elicits a, phys- a physical emotion in some people. 
and they just, they don't want to sell and they feel like they're going to harass and they're in people's face. And that's where I would say like, turn off the imposter syndrome. And if you're genuinely there to help and to serve and you know who your clients are, you know, their pain points, but you also back to your authentic, you know, your authentic self and you know who you are, who you've served before, then, then, you know, how can you lean into that and automatically just go for it? You know, so I'm kind of incorporating all what we talked about into what I do because a lot of people, and again, I, I do a lot of work with women is they hold their punches, they get in their head. And as a result, they're afraid to lean into that and to ultimately tell their customers what problems they solve. And, and they have great products and great solutions, but we can get so caught up um, around the axle of fear that we actually paralyze ourselves. It's very intriguing and interesting around we can allow fear to hold us back from something great. And we have a marketing sales talk that we've titled Drop the Poker Face. Selling requires authenticity. Mm, and yeah. we talk a lot about not being transactional, being relationship driven. We talk a lot about how being relationship driven and relationships are the end game. They are the ultimate way you should live your life. And we also talk a lot about relationships are the old and the new currency. And when it comes to sales, right, Karen? What are some things that you really speak on or talk about to help your clients stand out from the competition? I have a saying in business, you can either stand out or you can blend in. If you're blending in, you're not moving mountains. If you're standing out, you're helping others get where they want to go. So what are some principles that you kind of tell your clients to help them become better at sales? Yeah. And first of all, yeah, blending in, I think now it's easy to blend in. And a lot of the efforts, especially in the B2B world, are not allowing us to stand out. So again, it's crucial that we're leaning into our authenticity and really to to stand out definitely. And one thing I would say, Marcus, is I definitely believe in relationship. But relationships, again, if you're not coming from an authentic place, it's easy to get commoditized and to, you know, not stand out. So I would say in addition to relationships, like how can you really consider the other person's perspective? And just before you get on a call, before you, you know, reach out to them and just tap inside their brain for a moment and go like, what are they feeling? Like when I do reach out to them or get on the call with them, what do they hope that comes out of this? Like, what are their fears? And the reason this is so important is because you're not so seller focused. You're not reeking of commission breath. You're actually going at it from the lens of, I'm genuinely curious to understand like what, what's going on here, but I've given it some thought. So I'm coming with a hypothesis. And what happens is you start painting a picture of their current state of what's going on and you're answering questions and disarming them before they've even had a chance to, to ask them. And so what you're doing is you're allowing them to feel heard um, and you're building trust again, because most salespeople come at it from the standpoint of like, let me show you and they're pitching right away and they're going into solution mode, but you completely are different. And it's a pattern interrupt because they're thinking, wow, this is unexpected behavior. They're actually answering questions in my head and perhaps apprehensions or reluctances. I really feel heard and they're leaning in. So I, I think if you just do that quick activity, you know, just jot down a few points of what they hope. What, and again, some of these are assumptions, but gives you something to come to the table with is what do you think they hope to get out of this in exchange with you or this interaction? What would they fear? And just kind of like, what are some of the questions they're going to have based on, I'm sure you've dealt with people like that in the past, but really to, to stand out, disarm them and show them right from the get-go that you're different. 
Hello, my name is Marcus Aubrey. I'm an ex-NFL player, a business coach, and a keynote speaker. I also host a podcast that is currently ranked in the top 1% in the world. However, I am also an equity owner in the Real ID Group Corporation. As an owner, a human being, and a global citizen, I realize that I have a global responsibility as a human being to take care of and make sure the world is a safer place to live in and work in. My team at the Real ID Group Corporation, I have created an app that's probably one of, if not the best apps of the century to make the world a safer place and to protect our members from predatory victimization, such as catfishing, financial fraud, bodily harm, and even loss of life. Our app uses real identification to create an online real ID badge. The badge allows members to verify one another, both online and offline. As a bonus, our app also allows us to register users to track any meeting between new acquaintances via a schedule and confirmed events to their safe and ending conclusion. We believe in our app so much and wish to make it a globally safe, changing atmosphere that for a limited time, we prove to the world that our app works. Anyone signing up with us before July 4th, 2023, as this will give us true independence from predators, will receive a one-year subscription at a 50% introductory rate of just $35 for one year. This is an ideal situation for college students, parents of college students, realtors, and members who use online dating sites. In addition, it's our members' responsibility to be global citizens as well and to spread the word and making the world a safer place. We recognize this. So as a bonus, everyone when registering will get a generated referral code. A referral user and the referring member will get a free month add onto their subscription model. Colleges, realtor companies, and dating sites can reach out to us for a user licensing agreement as well. What are you waiting for? Sign for less than the cost of a dinner at a nice restaurant at adultrealid.com. Get this protection right away for yourself, but for your family as well. You owe that to them, and let's make the world a safer, happier, and healthier place. No, very well said, and I'm going to go a step further because I love how you talked about in that segment perspective and understanding what people want and they need and their desire to be heard, right? Where you're listening to understand, you're not listening to formulate a response, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, perspective is how you view the world and your place in the world, right? And a lot of people, I was speaking in St. Augustine yesterday for a big group called Power Room at a big mastermind. And somebody asked me the question, how do you teach people, especially in sales, to not get so down on things on a day-to-day grind when not going well? And I said, focus on the end game, right? Focus on where you want to go. Like, for example, I had to go run this point three and a half miles, right? Do I like running? Not really. I mean, I'm a former <laughs> NFL lineman. I don't like running. Let's just be real. I would go, I like to sprint, short distance. Yeah, but running never was my thing. But what I do is when I start running from where I start, the focus is where I start, where I'm going to get back to. And that's what I focus on the entire run to get where I want to go faster and more efficiently and to help myself stay in shape, right? 
So mm-hmm. for people that are listening, you know, I talk about focusing on the end game, right? What do you tell people about how to develop and and obviously to develop and to maintain a positive perspective in all that they do? Like, how do you really help people to understand how to focus on that to get where they want to go down the line? Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I am a marathon runner, so I like the long distance. <laughs> a little bit opposite there. <laughs> no, thanks. I'll pass. <laughs> 26.2 miles doesn't come lightly. But anyway, um, I, I think the positive perspective, Marcus, is, you know, we have to, again, get out of our heads. But we also have to, you know, I think when we're looking inward and we're feeling sorry for ourselves, we're we're our focus is on the wrong person because if we can look outward and again, we're coming at from the place of service, we're taking the attention off of us and it's, um, you know, and it's, it's again, coming, showing up with our authentic self and that's what we want. Um, so what would I say to motivate them? I would say, yes, you definitely need to be committed to the outcome, but I would also say get addicted to the process because sometimes we lose sight that the outcome is so far away And it becomes daunting because we're looking at this mountain in front of us or this 13K in front of us. And we're thinking, my God, but if we can celebrate that we showed up every day, especially the days that we don't want to, that's when we start building these habits that we're leaning into the discomfort. We're moving past the fear. And because it's incremental, you almost don't even notice it. That finally one day you're like, I crossed the finish line and I didn't even, you know, realize that I was putting in these steps every day. So it's that compound effect. But I think you have to blend them both. You have to absolutely know where you're going. You have to know your starting point. But then you don't have to have such a a tight eye on it. Because I think when you're showing up every day, it it becomes easier. And and if you think about actually running, you know, this this is a good example. You get fit before you even know it. And and even on the days that it's raining or it's, you know, up here in Canada, it's, you know, minus 30, you, you do it anyway. And so you're developing a resiliency but you're also developing a belief. And before you know it, you don't always have to look forward. You can look back and say, well, look how far I've come. Wow, that's really great. I can celebrate those milestones. Yeah, I like that perspective. And, you know, I like the whole thing about focusing on the process. And I want to elaborate that because I think a lot of people overlook and what do you tell your clients about how to create and maintain a really good process and create that for themselves as they're trying to grow and expand their business and or become. Yeah, great question. And I get this question often. And I would just say, you know, our process as sellers is one thing. So we definitely need to know what it is. But more important than that is our buyer's journey and the way in which they buy. And that's changed. So I think, you know, a lot of what we do, and you're thinking about being in the weeds and these little micro activities and having a playbook, all those things fall under a general process, but it's really the process of our buyers. And so because things have changed so much, we have to meet them where they're at. We have to understand emotionally um, where they're at. I mean, think about now in the B2B world, three to 4% of people are actually ready to buy. So if you look at the buyer's journey, very high level, three phases, they become aware there's a problem, then they're looking at consideration who can help me solve this problem, and then they make a decision. But if you back it up a step, it's in that pre-awareness phase. So how can we develop a process that's going to educate them, that's going to teach them something, that's basically going to show them the iceberg before they hit it, 
And we have to have a process around that so that we have the language. We are, again, meeting them where they're at, that there's resonance. And again, that's how we stand out because most people, they don't have a process. And what happens then is that they are, they're letting fear drive the ship. They're also desperate and they, they're very knee jerk. And what it does is it confuses your customer because if they're in that unawareness phase and you're trying to pitch to somebody, there's a complete misalignment. So they're there's zero chance of you helping them because they're thinking, well, this person is completely, you know, focused on themselves. So I would say it's very important to have a sales process, but I would say, look, look beyond that and look at the way in which your buyers buy. And then how can you align those two? So the activities, your outreach, everything you're doing is aligned to the phase, the stage, the emotion that your buyers are in so that there's resonance and you truly are meeting them where they're at. Very well said meeting your buyers where they are at. I feel a lot of times, and this is what's my big problem, right, Karen? When I first started speaking in 2013, two and a half years, not one paid job. I was focusing on trying to get that check. I was, again, I had commission breath or there was no commission. It was like I had sale, like clothes breath, like pay me, pay me, pay me. Like, And you said it so eloquently. I was desperate for business. And it came across and people can tell if you're desperate or not. People aren't stupid. So for so many years, I came across desperate. I came across with no real value add and I got no work. Today, if you don't want to hire me, that's okay. I move on, right? I'm not desperate. I'm very efficient. We have processes. We have systems, funnels, social media, you know, newsletters, you name it, videos. We have a process for marketing ourselves, closing sales, operationally doing our job and collecting the finances. So I love how you said that because it reminded me so much of me when I stunk at my job in 2013 when I first started out. Now, talk about emotion, right? People are, I think a lot of times people forget in sales Human beings want to be touched emotionally in the sales process. Even though it is business, they don't want to feel that it's business all the time. They want to feel that personal human touch and connection. And I talk about empathy and compassion to really be able to connect people emotionally. Empathy, the innate ability to feel something for somebody and you have been in their shoes. And compassion, the innate ability to feel something for somebody but you have not been in their shoes. So talk about in your work, in your coaching, in your speaking, how you really help people understand the importance of emotionally connecting or EQ when it comes to being able to be successful at sales. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought this up, Marcus, because it's such an important topic. And um, thank you for defining it as well, the empathy versus compassion. And you know, I, I think emotion, first of all, one thing is we buy on emotion. And when you got the, without getting too neuroscience, but you, when you look at the brain, you know, the part of the brain that makes the decision that has no concept for language is the limbic, the reptilian brain. And that's where we build trust, loyalty, and connection. And the irony is the neocortex is where we just, it's basically logic, the, the logical part of the brain. And that's what justifies the decision. And most people sell to the neocortex and it doesn't make the decision. So it's like, well, how can we be empathetic. How can we ignite the reptilian brain to really get our, our prospects leaning in to sh allow them to feel, not show them, they, they need to feel 
that you genuinely want to help them, that their needs are above yours. And that's when you start losing, like what you said is that desperation is not on my timeline. I'm I'm here to truly serve and the desire to help you is greater than the desire for me to make money. Yes, I need to make a living, but they feel that. And so I think just being empathetic allows them to say there's this resonance that I've been where you've been. I've walked in your path. I'm aware emotionally of the frustration and we can get that language, the frustration um, and, and the impact of that. And most people stay on the, on the surface. So what is the impact of that? What could you not do in those times? But then they allow, there, there's this resonance that you you get me, you understand me because you've been where I've been. The, the most logical or automatic next step is, well, then you must be able to help me because you've been where I've been. So how can we paint a picture in our buyer or prospect's eyes where they can see themselves in your story? You're painting that before picture and there's resonance because again, if that pre-awareness phase, they don't know that they have a problem. So how can you tee up the situation that they see themselves in and go, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling that it sucks. And you know what? And then get them like, you know, frustrated and elicit that emotion that from there, there's no pitching required. They're saying, Marcus, what do you do? Like, how can you help me? But people don't do that. They make it about themselves and they pitch right away and they go into solution mode before we fully understand, like you said, like seek first, understand and just hold space for them to paint a picture where they can see themselves and, and let that unpack and unfold and let them feel it because nobody wants to sit in the discomfort. They want to get out. But we have to bring them back, unfortunately, to that uncomfortable place because that's that's what drives change. Very well said. And I hope you got from that segment, don't provide a solution until you know the problem. And if you're trying to sell to somebody and providing what you do and what you're able to help them with, but you don't know what their problem is, you're shooting in the dark. You're throwing darts at a dartboard, hoping that it sticks. Last question, Karen. I tell people all the time to be successful in sales. Focus lock in and attack. Be focused like a laser can cut through a diamond, lock in on your target and attack. And imperfect action is better than no action being and being successful at sales. Again, imperfect action is better than no action as you're trying to be successful at sales. How important is it for people to understand, right, that in what they do, they have to approach this and they have to be able to really truly live by this model going forward in their everyday life. Yeah, I, I think it's very important. I think we can all get pulled in so many directions. And that's where I, I see a lot of people, especially, you know, small businesses and entrepreneurs, you know, unfortunately failing because they're spreading themselves too thin. And we think about a laser beam, like those lines are cutting through everything because you you're focused. And so part of that is really you know, who do you know who your target audience like? Who is that niche? The, the, the riches and the niches. Can you cut through there so that everything we talked about when you speak the language, like you're not speaking to the whole world, you're speaking to this small piece of a pie that that you really get them. So I think laser focus is is absolutely crucial. We're pulled in so many directions. And I think even what you said, like imperfect action, you know, action, just take action. And a lot, sometimes people said to me back years ago, they said, people, Karen, people connect to your imperfections, not your perfections. So even now, I think some people say, well, when you do video, what if I mess up? What if I, you know, do this and do that? And I'm like, well, before, you know, that might've been an issue, but now people are like, oh, Marcus is normal. He's, you know, his phone hiccuped or, you know, there was a pause or something. So I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's not perfect. 
I, I think that's what allows your authenticity to show through, even if you can kind of make fun of yourself and say, well, I blew that one. Uh, let's go for round two or something like that, that allows your humanity to come through because this is what people are craving right now. We're competing with chat, GBT, and all this AI that now that authenticity, that human self um, is, is, I would say, even more powerful than this real polished, we got it all figured out because then they're thinking, well, we don't. <laughs> We can't relate to you. Maybe you can't help us. So I think just showing up in imperfections and all and leading with service is, and again, laser focus is going to help you definitely set yourself apart from the rest. Fantastic interview by a fantastically well-respected individual. Karen, how can people get in touch with you to find out more about your sales and marketing coaching, your leadership, you know, your speeches? How can people get in touch with you to find out more about what you offer to help them with their issues? Mm. Well, thank you so much, Marcus. I, I truly enjoyed this. I love speaking sales and helping people, but they can reach out to me. And my company is k2perform.com. Uh, so you can get me at karen at k2perform.com. You get me on LinkedIn, Karen Kelly. And um, how we met is you were a guest on my podcast and that's the K2 Sales Podcast. You can get me there. So happy to connect with any of your, your audience and, um, and form a relationship there. Love it. And the authentic tip for this amazing interview, real simple, just take action. Don't wait. Get in the game, get on the field and move the chains. When you're sitting off to the sidelines, waiting, procrastinating, that's when things go awry. So again, take action and get into the game. Thank you for tuning in to the K2 Sales Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Our weekly sales insights are geared towards sales reps, leaders, and small business owners to help navigate the complexity of modern day sales. Our tactical takeaways help you put a plan in place to start creating your own game-changing results. Until next time, happy selling. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.